Hi, I'm Mel. And I'm Dale. And this is the Hype Night Podcast. Now, Hype Night with Mel and Dale is a live show that we do weekly on Wednesday nights in downtown Toronto. And people started letting us know that they were listening to it as a podcast. So we're making it into a podcast. And you are listening to it right now. As a podcast. Yay! Sometimes we talk over each other. Listen, get over it. You can watch it live or you can listen to it here. That's right. Sometimes we reference visual things that are happening on the show. Use your imagination or visit our Facebook live page and check us out live. Hey! Ho! Hey! Ho! Hey! Ho! Oh, I like this. Windshield wipers. It reminds oh. me a bit of like a like a mime exercise. Like a mime, yeah. Like a like you hold the you hold the pipe, right? right? You hold the pipe and you turn it. For those of you listening to the podcast, <laughs> we're doing a mime exercise. Yeah, I feel like that's that's a real thing, right? That's yeah, well, I, I don't do. know how to do it. I don't, but yeah, you just did it nice. Did I? Yeah, you did it nice. <laughs> you just hold it, and then you're supposed to. You're holding the pipe. Yeah. You cradle the pipe underneath, yeah, and you and turn you, the pipe. Tell us how it looks. <laughs> Does it look like we're holding pipes? I feel like a mime when I do it. Yeah. Is we're good mimes. Enough? And then every time you drop something, a mime dies. Um, that's what they say. Wow, that's really dangerous. How many times do people who try to mime drop something? That's a lot. why there's not a lot of mimes. Uh, I gotta tell you, I had a friend <laughs> tell me about an audition. She was, uh, she was like auditioning musical theater students. Uh-huh. And this girl was singing a song from the musical Ragtime. Great musical. Yeah. It's about, like, a woman singing to her baby. You have your time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Your daddy's... Yeah. You are your daddy's son. Mm -hmm. And so the person was, like, holding it and cradling the baby and then, like, (laughs) sang a big note and, like, gestured up. So, like, mind, like, her arms up like a Vita. And the baby would have just, like... Yeah. Yeah. Just The baby would have just floated there. Until you so go pick it back up. Magic baby. That's it. Simple. Anyway. Welcome, welcome to Hype Night. Night. Welcome. I like that we've been doing these things on Hype Night lately, Dale, where we do like little preambles before we welcome people. That's it. <laughs> That's like it. What's it called? It's a cold open. It's a cold open. You <laughs> just witnessed it. the cold open. The Hype Night cold open. Um, Listen, maybe you are new to this show and you don't know what it is. I'm going to tell you right now. It's where we bring on an amazing woman and give her compliments for an hour. Yeah. Because you know what? There's so many wonderful, amazing women out there. The list is long. You're all getting compliments. All of you. All of you. You're on a list. We're going to find you, we're and we're going to compliment you. You get compliments. Okay? Wow, we're really aggressive tonight. Wow. I feel like we but are. It's because the heat broke. I'm so happy. I just want to say, last week we talked a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, or I think it was last week, one of our previous episodes, we yeah. talked a little bit about the oppressive heat. And how this girl, and I'm pointing to myself, if you're listening to the podcast, does not like it. And then this morning I walked out and I was like, all is right with the world again. It was fine. (laughs) (laughs) This is how Dale and I are different. That's okay. It's okay. It takes different strokes to rule the world. Yeah. Um, Maybe you have seen Hype Night before, in which case, welcome back. Thanks for joining us again. Uh, You know, come back, feel good. There's, There's good spots in the world. We're one of them. We're one of them. We want to be. That's mm-hmm. what. We, that's why we started the show. We started the show to celebrate women, mm-hmm. to bring some positivity into the world. That's true. And we're happy that you're able to join us. And we're going to start right now by giving each other a little bit of hype. Okay. Okay. I'm giving hype to you first. Okay. You're funny. <laughs> you're funny. <laughs> so aggressive. You're funny. You're a funny woman. Thank you. And your writing is funny. Thank you. And you're a good writer. Oh. And you're funny woman. Thanks, Dale. And it's just the truth. 
That's really nice. Tell me I'm wrong. Oh, no, don't tell me I dare you. I dare you to tell me I'm wrong, because you can't, because she's great. That's nice. No, your writing is fantastic. I needed that today. Thank you. And, you know, it's just, it's the truth. And, you uh, you know, I think anyone who gets an opportunity to ever write with you, or if you ever get an opportunity to, if you have something that you need fixed, because it ain't funny, she make it funny for you. Thanks, man. That's the truth. That's really nice. Yeah. Thanks, Dale. That's, like, very meaningful to me. Good. I appreciate that hype. I take it. Good. I'm Thank glad. Thank you. Uh, my hype for you, funnily enough, is that we already know... I've complimented you many times on how funny you are. Because you are. Because Dale... I mean, if you don't know that Dale's funny, you haven't been paying attention. So I'm just going to say that. <laughs> but you also are just a great actor... A great, serious actor. You Thank also you. Like, have a stature and a gravity to you that I think Thank a lot you. of people don't maybe necessarily because things are so narrow in casting and in the way people look at things. But if you you should consider Dale for any of your acting needs because oh. she is funny and she is grounded and wonderful. I'm going to take that hype. There you go. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay. Hype. That's, That's hype what night. we do. We just be like, you're great. You're That's great. You're great. Great, great, Don't you want to great. live in a world where that happens? I, I do. I do. That's why we made the show. Yeah. This is the world where that happens. Yeah. Uh, Dale. I think it's time. I think it's time. So yeah. our guest tonight, talk about positivity. Okay. She is just a ray of sunshine. She's delightful, but also she is like sharp and funny and biting. So she's like the perfect combination of those things. And we posted a picture of her to advertise that she was coming on the show. And everyone I know was like, oh my God, look at that joyful smile. And I was like, I know. It was a fantastic picture. It was a really was, great picture though. It was a who, great picture. Who has a picture like that? Who has a picture of them with like a wall behind them of like, was it pom-poms or flowers? Uh, flowers. It looked like they were like textured made textured flowers. Textured made flowers yeah. of all different colors. Yeah. And just light emanating from her yeah. face. Scroll down for a second on the page. Go take a look at it and then come back. Come back. Well, come back. Come back, doll. Don't stay too long. Don't because leave. our guest <laughs> tonight is the wonderful, the delightful, Shaisa Latif. Yeah. Come on. Oh, my God. I picked this, ha- like, this joyful song. Right? I love it. It's called Sugar Zone. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that. I'm in a sugar-free zone. I know. That's so I'm going to take all the sugar I possibly can. Yeah. Wow. Thanks, open source music. Wonderful. <laughs> um, Thanks for being stuff. here. Th- thanks for letting me be here oh and, and giving me compliments. I felt like dying. I was dying the oh. entire time. But thank you. You're oh so funny. Gosh. You're so funny. I'm sandwiched in between. I feel very fortunate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, listen, you have chosen to have Whiskey Neat. Yes, yes. Whiskey Neat. I, I like that. Somebody go get this Whiskey Neat. I'm, gonna, I'm giving this us different great. music for the Whiskey Neat. All right. I'm playing with Dale's favorite song. I do like this song a lot. I don't know what this is, but I like it. Right? Well, it's open yeah. source, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Thank you, open source Thank music. you, open source music. Um, t- so tonight's, like, is this a Wayne Gretzky's whiskey? <laughs> it is Wayne Gretzky's whiskey. Um, Wayne's Gretzky, number 99. Yeah. It is finished in red wine casks. Oh. And uh, oh. I'm eyeballing this. I'm free balling it. You're free balling. Is that right? That is, is not that open much? source no, music. That's, that's and perfect. Tom Petty is litigious, so I'm going to get in trouble. Is he Yeah, litigious? didn't he? Didn't... <laughs> Sorry, I just got a sign that I should stop Thank that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who's litigious? Tell me. 
<laughs> well, but his estate is just litigious. Like, fine. I know that he's not a rabbit. <laughs> anyway, rest in peace, Tom Petty. <laughs> Tom Petty's dead? Yeah. He's dead. Yeah, wasn't it? <laughs> Oh, no. Wait, no, Tom, wait, Tom Petty did die yes. like, two years ago. Yeah, he did. I always mix up Tom Petty and Tom Waits. Tom Waits oh, no, is Tom still Waits alive. is still alive. No, he's still okay. alive. Let's not break any more news on this show. No, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a death show. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> no, it was me. Matt, yeah, Matt was, was like, I thought it was because I said litigious, and Matt was like, no, 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 don't talk about the law on the show. Um, I just want to thank our patrons on Patreon who have uh, supplied us with our (laughs) liquor for the last few shows. Mm. Thank you so much. I'm acting like I've already drank a bunch of it. (laughs) I already was too, so I don't know. Man, Wayne Gretzky, thanks for your whiskey. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers Cheers to you. Mm. That's neat. That is neat. It's neat. Mm, Whoa. That's nice. I'm feeling <laughs> good. Very smugly. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm feeling yeah. it travel. Yeah. The mm. mouth feel is exceptional. The mouth Wayne feel. Gretzky. Our friend Alice Moran, <laughs> former former guest, past guest Alice mm-hmm. Moran, calls Wayne Gretzky Papa. Uh, so this would be called Papa's Whiskey, I believe. All right, Papa's Whiskey. He has Irish cream, and I believe she calls it Papa's Cream. Oh. oh. Interesting thing about Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> I have listened... To a lot of Wayne Gretzky in my life. Have you? Like a ton. Listened to him. I've probably listened what to hours he, of Wayne Gretzky. Does he have like, a, like books on tape? What are you talking about? Second City in Toronto. Yeah. It shares a building with Gretz- Wayne Gretzky's oh, right. restaurant. Yes. Right. And in the bathroom at Wayne Gretzky's, it's just they just play interviews with Wayne Gretzky. Like him as a kid, him and oh, his dad. Oh, yeah, right. I totally forgot. Yeah, it's yeah. interviews and all kinds of stuff. It's... So sometimes when you're working on like when you're working on writing shows at Second City, instead of going, someone might be in a bathroom or whatever, you would walk and go into the bathroom at Wayne Gretzky's, and you just listen and be like, "That was the first time I put on skates and whatever. I didn't wasn't good at making an interview, wow. but here I am at the age of eight. And then they like play it. Wow. So I feel like I don't know. I feel connected. That's cool. I'm into that. You know what, what? Which bathrooms I love are the ones at um, Milagro Restaurant. Because is it Milagro? I think it's Milagro where they play Spanish lessons. Is it Milagro? Or no? You know oh, what it I is? Know what it is. It's, it's Mildred's. It's Mildred's Temple Kitchen. Mildred's Temple Kitchen. Similar, ba- like reminded me of those. But yeah. yes, they play Italian lessons. Is they, that right? No, oh. they play um, airline airlines where it's like flight to San Francisco. Right. 332. There's a leaving. place that plays, maybe it's Buga. Anyway, there's a restaurant in Toronto that plays language lessons. Tell us what life. it is. Tell us what it is if you're watching someone who knows it. Yeah, anyway. tell us. Wow, yeah. I've never really experienced these bathrooms, I feel. <laughs> you gotta go to the bathroom. Yeah, more. Gotta go, to the bathroom <laughs> go to the bathroom. bathroom. <laughs> yeah. yeah, get into them. Um, let's talk about the best part of our day. Let's do it. Yeah. Why not? Like, you know. Let's do it. On. We got a drink. We got the best put part this of our day. Here. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Um,. I don't know. I can start. The mm-hmm. best part of my day today was commuting to and from work, which usually is not a great... Like, commuting is not usually a thing that I would celebrate. Because yeah. usually it's sort of fraught with, you know, crowds or challenges or obstacles. But today it was like I left 15 minutes later and I drove to work and there was, like, almost no traffic. So it was, like, lovely. And great. And then on the way home... Same thing, and I had put new music on my phone. Well, like, I had updated, I put, like, 
old music of mine, but I'd put new playlists on. Mm-hmm. So it was like that wonderful feeling when music you haven't listened to in a long time mm-hmm. comes on and you're like, oh, this song, or like you have that attachment to it, or it was really nice. And then we have a convertible, so like I put the top down a bit and like drove around oh, and it so was nice. really nice and like summery and it was nice. It was very nice. Oh, I enjoyed good. it, like alone time. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, just heard back, Alice Fazuli's is who played the no, Italian, really? Italian lessons. Oh, okay. That's that was we're less going. exciting than I wanted. <laughs> to no. no offense, Alice Fazuli's. I just thought it was something else. Something, well, brain. I think it was Alice Fazuli's. Best part of my day, um, I was at work today. Mm-hmm. Um, they bought me lunch. Well, that's nice. That oh. was nice. What yeah. did you have for lunch? Uh, mean Bao. Oh, I love Mean Bao. Yeah, it's like they do like, I don't know, Bao's. Bao are so good. They're it's like, like a, is it Vietnamese? Bao's, yeah, they are. Yeah, so yeah. it's like a little. I think other cultures, I think other Asian cultures have versions of them as well that are called something else, but it's a similar, yeah. Yeah, it's like a steamed bun, yeah, kind of. Steamed and, and they put stuff in it, and then we also had dumplings. Mm. And then we also ordered root beer mm. that the delivery person forgot and then went back and got for us. It was a good day. Oh, that's nice. Free lunch. Free lunch is great. Yeah. Love that's it. pretty yeah. good. Nice. Best part of my day. Right now I'm at a, at a camp that, um, it's called Peace Camp at Children's Peace Theater. And this morning we usually have like a morning circle where we check in or we like play a game. And sometimes we have like artist guides, you know, we're like these incredible theater artists. And um, usually we try to let the kids play their game. But this one particular artist, Joe, is just so freaking excited to play that he really wanted to be the leader or like the one who, who guessed who is the leader or right, whatever right. it is. And I was just standing next to him and the vibration off him was just like, I really want to get picked. I really want to get picked. Oh. And then just having to put up my hand as a co-director and be like, he wants to play. We, have, we should just let him play. Amazing. <laughs> that was really sweet. I really enjoyed that. That's, That's nice. nice. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. Peace Camp's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that's and where terrifying. we like and terrifying. Yeah, great and terrifying. Yeah, it's great yeah. and terrifying. also like, sort of the most intense experience. Like I worked there a couple years ago mm-hmm. with Shaysta, and it was like, yeah, it was unlike anything I'd ever done before. It's yeah, like a rabbit hole of like I awesomeness like, and intensity. Yes, it's super intense. I mean, because like the kids just learn that conflict is inevitable, mm. so it's not about trying to force them to you know, get along with everyone, but in a way, just kind of preparing them with reality. It sounds really intense, like... I have a question about it, because mm-hmm. I've heard you guys talk about Peace Camp before. Mm-hmm. How do the participants, like the kids and stuff like that, find out about it or mm-hmm. get involved in it? Mm-hmm. Good question. Yeah. Uh, well, I know that, um, so some of them, they're, so mostly through their parents, mm-hmm. or I think some of them through kids at school. So, like, if there are kids who have come before who will tell other kids about it. Okay. But then also, um, it's also a lot of community work. So, Children's Peace Theater uh, does a lot of outreach and community work uh, in Scarborough and in east, the east part of Toronto where it's located. So, I think a lot of kids come through other programs there. Okay. And the outreach that happens. I don't know if there's any yeah, other... Yeah, basically. I mean, yeah. I mean, the amazing part is is that the kids, you know, are usually campers and they end up being, like, youth guides. So there's this, like, mm-hmm. long history with a lot of the kids that okay. go through that program. So it's just really interesting. And I love it because I grew up in that neighborhood. So for me, like, spending the summer there is, like, like being at home. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's it's lovely. pretty great. But like you cannot survive it. Like no. there there is like you are you are basically like no. nothing like at the end just like a dry husk of a person. Yeah. But it's so deeply fulfilling. Yeah. It's yeah. both of those things. It yeah. was like every day would just be like what am I do what's happening? Yeah. Um and afterward after those 3 weeks I was like yeah, it was sort of yeah. it was like something I had been a part of something somewhere else in another space mm-hmm. like in another place yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's really it's really something to watch kids because they're having a lot of fun and there's so much fun that happens but it's also like learning so much about conflict and communication and, and justice, and justice and freedom and, yeah like I remember so clearly like one of the first moments was you know asking like what is power and one of the kids were like it's the Illuminati and everyone's like Illuminati <laughs> and then we were like okay so what does that actually mean and they're like oh like poor people at the bottom rich people at the top so you kind of like look at that and you're like oh shit that's deep and all right so they're completely capable and able to go to those very dark places mm-hmm. yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. It's neat. It's that's very awesome. neat. Um, I'm going to quickly tell you the hype rolls. Yeah. Okay. Take your hype. Take, take it. Take it. Oh, man. Um, share the hype. If, or get a, if we sell something wrong, Yeah. tell us we got something wrong. Okay. And uh, yeah, share the hype. Share the hype. If anybody, you know, if anybody comes along that you're like, oh, man, they're amazing, then we'll We'd love to share the hype. hype. Yeah, like yeah. Tanisha just joined us. Tanisha Tate, so it's so like, much that's hype. So great, previous guest, yes. previous guest, and previous guest connected to Children's Peace Theater. Oh, yes. of course, right. And how we it was the summer that we uh, that we hung out. Yeah, the yeah. summer that we survived. The summer that we survived. survived. Together. <laughs> it was always so delightful. I will. I'll start the hype with this. It was always so delightful to arrive at the house. So peace, peace camp happens, or peace theater is in. The Massey House, which mm-hmm. is in Taylor Creek Park, which is a beautiful park in Toronto, yeah. um, and a beautiful old house, like yeah. a historic house, and I, it was always so lovely <clears throat> to arrive and see you there, and you were always just, Shasta, you have this generosity of spirit. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. <laughs> and I love it. I really, it was really just really delightful oh thank you no I had a really great time with you too it's just it's so nice to just like come to a community every morning and then like go through nature and you hear the birds and yeah. you hear the wind and the breeze and so it's it's just a very surreal place to be in but you learn so much about yourself and people and just even as your practice like as an artist like how you relate to the world and navigate to it like it really confronts and challenges the ideas that you have of like social justice and what it oh, means yes. to make things together Oh, yes, and, like, power structures and, like, methodology mm. and how you're used to approaching things. And you just take for granted that that's the way you're going to approach that. And then you get to peace camp and you're like, oh, wait. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, actually, where did I where did I come up with that? Yeah. That's an old thing. And mm. it's really cool. And the fact that it's you're... really cool. That, that's the thing that struck me the most about that process was that as an adult, I felt like I, like I was learning way more than the kids were. Like, I was always, yeah. like, every day I was like, oh, my God, my mind is, mo- like, bending and being mm-hmm. challenged in my heart. And the kids, be- because they're kids and they're so resilient and they kind of take everything in stride and because they're learning as they go already, like, to them everything is new. Right. But when you're an adult... You've already kind of cemented all these things, or you, mm-hmm. you know, you've 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 decided all these things subconsciously or consciously, and then 
them being challenged in that way actually has such a big impact. Yeah, yeah. it does. It does. Cool. It's a beautiful thing. I'm going to be crying at the end of the three right. weeks for sure. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. It's pretty emotional. Um, mm-hmm. Cool. So uh, if people don't know who you are, um, Shaista is a theater creator, facilitator, dramaturg, mentor, performer, playwright, playwright storyteller, storyteller <laughs> director, yeah. many things. Many things. Um, yeah. I don't know you... I, all that well, mm-hmm. but uh, I know of you and our paths have crossed, but we've never pr- officially worked together. Mm-hmm. I will say, um, saying that you were going to be on the show today and talking to many people, you are very well loved. Oh, like you, really people sweet. love you. Yeah, it's really sweet. Thank so that it's exciting. It's exciting to have you on because you have a wonderful reputation of being oh, a wonderful person. Oh, good. Because mm-hmm. I always feel the opposite, where I'm like, people must think I'm just like. Like, weird at all times, you know? Yeah, this that's great. Thanks, guys. You're repairing a lot of damage. Oh, good. Oh, good. I'm glad. Thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad you're here. I mean, but I do, th- I'll say this. I One thing I think people admire, about, because I, as I said, you have a warmth and a generosity, but you also, like, you also have a lot of chutzpah, and you also, like, are not afraid to call things out and to speak up and to fight for things. And I think... That is equally admirable, you know, and and something worth, you know, admiring and worth, and something to be inspired by. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, Thank yeah. You and so if much. you can, if you can do that, if you can stand up, be true to yourself, make hard decisions and say hard things, and still have people like you and respect you, you're obviously doing something right. Oh, so. thank goodness. Yeah. Just because you're goodness. hilarious. Oh, God bless. Yeah, I like guess. you're very funny. You're like, <laughs> and like your perspectives are kind of. Outside, like I saw, I saw your show at Summerworks. Your latest, um, well, I don't know if it's your latest, but it's the latest one I know of, mm-hmm. um, The Archivist, which I loved. Which and it's there was one scene in it that I particularly was like, this is a brilliant scene, which is like there's like a a Persian rug in the middle of the of the room, and you bring someone onto the rug and you ask if there are any Afghani people in the audience yeah. and I think there was someone or maybe there There's wasn't like or like a couple oh, always yeah. and you come on and you and you sing A Whole New World with them on the rug <laughs> But then there's video playing behind you as yeah. well, isn't there? Yes, of like just like protests and yeah. war scenes yeah. and effigies being burned. But but they don't most of the time they don't know what's actually going on behind them. Yes. So they're just enjoying it. It's it's I'm just living out all my fucking Aladdin fantasies. But I like, love it. That is it. Like oh. you know, so people are like, Where are you from? Like Agrabah. <laughs> oh my god. And yes. just and and they'll go, That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's, is that what That's they say? It. That's nice. Well, now, I think people are a little bit more woke now. I think a they're little a little bit, bit yeah. yeah. I'd probably yeah. say that's nice. I don't, but I don't know the movie very well, or the story. Belrubador, right? Aladdin? Oh. Isn't what? the princess's name Belrubador? In the actual story? We're talking yeah. about the Disney version. The Disney version, So it's yeah. never going to be that sophisticated. That's Either. too many syllables no. for no. the Disney version. Wow, that was very that sophisticated. That was well, very impressive. Damn. Yes. Guys, Bell Rubador. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Tell her she's that. wrong. Tell me I'm Tell wrong. Tell her she's wrong. That's it. I, I, I don't know the I don't know the movie very well. So if you said that to me, I would not know. Very that good. That's the a only thing that we could identify with. That was it. <laughs> that was the only the only there's content like, there's for like, you. It was that and like maybe Bambi, right? You know, because right. depression. 
That's it. I'm sorry. Oh my god, Bambi's Amazing. rough, man. Bambi is rough. You know what's even it's worse? Dumbo. Dumbo. Did you see the trailer yeah. for the live action Dumbo? Already, no, no, I was like, I or not the that. live action, but the it is live action. They yeah, call but him it's CG. Dumbo. And it's like I saw the trailer and I was like, oh no. Oh no, this is not gonna be good. Like the one story that really freaks me out is Pinocchio. Yeah, yeah. Like I just, refuse to watch it as well. He gets he gets in with a bad crowd, man. He gets with a bad it's crowd. It's cool to create a boy who's like everything about that story seems problematic to me. Yeah. About Pinocchio. Yeah. It frightens oh, it hurts me. My feelings. It really frightens yeah. me. I had so many nightmares as a Did you have Pinocchio? Oh my god, yeah. so much of like turning into a donkey, of like just yeah. like being sold off, like child exploitation. Mm. You know, these things really shape the way that I look at the world. <laughs> and hence really the shows though. that you make. Yeah, yes. exactly. It's great. You go back and you look at these stories and I'm like, I always think of Going back to Dumbo, I think of Dumbo as like Jumbo. You're like Dumbo, Jumbo, Jumbo, Dumbo. It's Dumbo, Dumbo the elephant, Dumbo. And then you go, no, no, no. They call he's called Dumbo. Dumbo because he's got big ears and he looks dumb. I know. Bo, Dumbo. I'm like, I can't. It's sad. And yes, he has the feather and he believes in himself, but fuck he flies, man. right? Yeah, eventually. yeah. Eventually, okay. he can fly with the feather and then he doesn't have it. And you're like, wow, what a wonderful thing to learn. But his mother's dead. So I also that. I also have an obsession with um, circus performers and like circus from the turn of the century. Like um, I, it's like a strange obsession I have okay. Okay. with like um, the um, sideshows that used to happen mm-hmm. and the kind of like the the tall man and the like hairy woman and the like all of those. I've always mm-hmm. had a strange obsession with that stuff, and so this live action movie also has like a very that kind of feel to it, like a kind of circusy sideshowy kind of feel. I don't know how yeah. much of that is because it's a teaser, right? But that also gets me very emotional because I think about that the complication of that exploitation. Um, because on the one hand, they were given careers and jobs and an yeah. opportunity, but they were being so exploited, and like that that complication yeah. is, yeah. I so wrote and directed something. a sideshow for a horror for a horror event. Oh, yeah. And uh, my performers were like super talented, wonderful performers. Uh, but it was very difficult thing to manage and, and be like these the people who are watching it are watching it in a certain way. And how do we, how do we not make it feel exploitative at the same time? It mm-hmm. is captivating to watch this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and the performers were so proud of what they were able to do and accomplish, even though it was like terrifying and gross, wonderful, yeah. gross, but it was a, it was a difficult thing to, to navigate. Cause I was like, we're putting this in a horror context. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't look at that a show like that without the context of what it was. Yeah. It's so exploitative. And you're like, oh, I don't know. This was like 2015, 2014 mm-hmm. when I did this. Yeah. Amazing performers, though. Cool. Like crazy stuff. Well, hype to them. Yeah. Like eating light bulbs and stuff. It was. Oh, like, man. Yeah. Hype to them. Like sugar glass light bulbs? No, like real, real light bulbs. bulbs. No. Yes. This, it was all legit. Whoa. It was all okay. legit stuff. Okay. That's I hope crazy. they're doing okay. <laughs> yeah, hype to you. Hopefully, <laughs> you're doing all okay. So, Shazda, I want to talk about. So, you your your first play was Graceful Rebellions, right? Mm-hmm. Or your first, like the I mean, not your first play, but sort of the you can you can say it's, it's say. the first time that I worked with text because yeah. I've been just working in improv and That's improvisation right. for a number of years. But it was the first time that I actually was like, oh, there's a script. 
Nice. And uh, and then it just got published um, last year as well. Amazing! Congratulations. So, much so much hype much. for that. That so, is a huge. That's a huge accomplishment. Yes. No, so thank good. you. Published playwright. Love it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. It's that makes great. me very It's not happy. an easy thing to do. No. To even have someone to get interested in doing into publishing it and then getting through the contract process of doing that and what does that look like? Please, it's hard. No, it was. It was a great process. Were you going through that process when we were at? Uh, peace no that that point no that was like in 2013 okay 14 is when we did that and then um, I think we were 2015 15 2015 or 16 16 maybe. 16 yeah yeah, 16. yeah yeah okay interesting yeah. interesting yeah um yeah because you went to so you're a second city conservative grad mm-hmm, and I was 19 there's like so many 19. years 19 19. Wow. Because I'm a Second City person, yeah. I have to ask, who were the main stage people around? Would you oh remember? Oh my what god. Yeah, I did see you in your reviews as well. Oh, really? Oh, and cool. the touring companies, I forget who it was, but I've been going to Second City since I was like in high school. Right. So Me there too. Was, like, I yeah, was going in high school. Yeah. Yeah. So I was totally obsessed with it. And like even when I was at the fire hall before mm-hmm. it like moved. Um, so yeah, I was just like completely obsessed in doing that. And it was so funny because like everyone was like a little bit older than me. In those groups as well, like going sure. through A to E and like going to conservatory, yep. and it's been so fascinating to kind of just see like how much of those things I'm still using in my practice, like as a theater artist, yep. like as a playwright, yep. and the importance of doing that. Yep. But I also went at a time when it was like you know when you had like diversity auditions and you had like yep. regular auditions, so it was like you know at this point like you know a lot of institutions, a lot of organizations have progressed in the way that they kind of view equity and inclusion mm-hmm. but I remember very clearly like despite graduating from Second City Conservatory like I wasn't able to audition in the general auditions with everyone else I always had to go into the exclusively the diversity one, right. yeah. you know, which often had people who didn't have the training or didn't go through the conservatory yep. in there too. So it's really interesting to kind of look at the new generation and see how many people, even the span of like, you know, I'm 31 now, like, you know, 10, 11 years later mm-hmm. to see the progression of that and the change of that yeah. and the way that it works. I, when I started at Second City, they didn't have gender parity. Yeah. There was only two women and four men. That's right. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Let alone having like less like they would only have like one person of any kind of diversity it would be like five white people and something else yeah and And that was acceptable and yeah they're doing a much better job of it now they are yeah but yeah it was like you guys are over here white people are over here yeah and that's not that long ago and it wasn't that long ago and it's been it's Mm -hmm. been pretty incredible to look at and and see the difference of experience yeah just a matter of like a decade Mm -hmm. and to reflect upon that it's yeah, I don't know. It's just like I'm, I feel so hopeful for the future. Like if there's so much change that happens in ten years, like I'm hoping the next two ten years it'll you improve see. too. And, bo- yeah. and, and also like body shape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once, yeah they, absolutely. once they kind of broke out, and I encourage uh, all comedy in Toronto to break out of different ideals of yeah. body shape as well. Yeah, just like you're you're killing me. Yeah. I encourage all makers of theater and film and television and comedy to consider that things happen to all kinds of people who look all different sorts of ways and have all different sorts of abilities. Mm -hmm. You know, like I think the more that we can keep trying to shift the processes by which people get chosen Mm -hmm. and people get access to that training and those auditions and that, you know. And your shows will be better. They will be. Because it will have voices that you have not heard. Yes. I mean, yes. Yes. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm hopeful, yeah. too. I'm hopeful that that keeps, keeps 
keeps shifting and changing yeah, and changing. Sure. Ooh, yes, please. Um, so you were nominated for a Canadian Comedy Award in 2012, mm-hmm. and was that for Graceful Rebellion? No, no, that was for, for it was a musical that was that's right. at Fringe, and it went on tour. So we just directed it and dramaturged it. Yeah, amazing. Canadian so many years award. ago. Canadian Comedy Award. Oh my god! I never got a chance to like travel. You know, where everyone just like gets drunk, like hangs out at hotels. Me neither. No, like, I did. never. Did I got nominated once. Yeah, and it was the year that it was in New Brunswick. Oh, and so I got to go, and it was Marco Timpano, who I think is watching, and he Marco, won. And he, he won, won that year, and we were nominated in the same category. Oh, he and beat he, you. he beat me, and he, <laughs> which was great, and I was so happy for him. He's so funny, uh, yeah. so yeah. Marco Timpano. Oh, God. Um, and so lovely. Um, mm. So, and it was such a blast to mm-hmm. go and travel. I was really lucky that that was, that yeah. was my experience of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got nominated a bunch of times, never got to go anywhere with whether it be shows or whatever. And uh, I did win, but I won in Toronto. Oh, yeah. yeah, right. And then someone stole our award. Oh, right. What? The Stolen the Award. <laughs> someone stole your award. The case of the Stolen Canadian no. Comedy Award. Oh, that's so awful. I know. I mean, it wasn't like any, it was like, we won like Best Show or whatever, like Best Ensemble. That's a pretty award. That's a good award. I love how you're blushing that up. <laughs> you know, just like Best Show or whatever. I know, but it was like, it wasn't ever going to be shared by six people anyways. Like, yeah. It was obviously going back to Second City, but then it went missing that night. So... I guess it's okay. I don't have you that. better give it back. Yeah. If you have it out there and you're watching, give you it better back. give that back. Feel we that have, shame. We have my husband's at our house, so I feel like I can look at that and go, I'll share, I'll I'll share, share. that little trophy. I don't know. Is he, he willing to share it with you? Yeah, I dust it. <laughs> yeah, okay. earned it. Um, so you were part of the Young Creators Unit at Buddies, mm-hmm. and then Graceful Rebellions premiered at Rhubarb. Yeah. But then it also went... It went to Halifax Queer Acts Festival, right? Yeah, and it went to um, Halifax. It was amazing. Um, I haven't really traveled much in my life. I haven't had the opportunity to do so, mm-hmm. but hoping that will change in the next year. But it was so lovely. Like, cars stop for you when you cross the street. That's nice. Halifax is great. Isn't that it's nice, such Halifax? such a sweet, lovely place. And then, um, and then it went to the Ontario Scene Festival that was uh, produced by the NAC. And, um, yeah, so just done it at different festivals and ruined the work and then retired it and went goodbye. Yep, yeah. I know that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. You know what, like every show has its life. And yes. sometimes yeah. and it's good to know, to be able to say, ah, cool, that was that. Yeah. And move on from it. I think that's a good... I think that's a healthy thing. Yeah, you can't, I think so too. You go, like, Unless if an avenue opens for it. But sure. I feel like even sometimes, can I be honest, like sometimes when there was the opportunity to carry a show forward, mm-hmm. sometimes I was the person being like, no, I think that's done. Yeah. I think you have to sometimes do yeah. that. What was that show that we, you were the, I forget the name, so please forgive me, okay. when you were the singer, the pop the star. The pop star. Do you Mary Angela? Was it? I can't remember. I remember watching it years ago. Where were, where was the show? Oh, God, Man, you I must did have not forget. It. it was like yes. probably like many, many, many years ago. I mean, I've done a bunch of different yeah. characters. It sounds like Mary Angela. Mm. Mary Angela is a gold digger, mm-hmm. an Italian gold digger. It must have been that. It was yeah. really fun to play yeah. that character. Yeah, I, I mean, I miss some of those characters, and every once in a while they come back in a new form. Mm-hmm. Like I'll pl- I'll be playing something else, and I'll be like, oh, that's a little taste of that, yeah. or that's a little taste of that. But, yeah, there just came a time when I was like, I don't have anything to say through that thing anymore. 
For sure. And I think there's also this thing of like, you know, when you like an art, you're an artist of color, you're a working class artist, like when you first start out, there's a sort of expectation in exploring your experience and your history, like mm-hmm. in a certain way. So mm-hmm. you do it under a certain kind of lens where maybe there isn't a certain level of like care or understanding or even your own life experience you know when you're like it's a difference between like writing a play when you're like in your late 20s and like doing something like in your 30s like yeah, oh yeah. you yeah. know there's life experience and having that awareness so for me that was very much like Graceful Rebellions was a representation of that certain time and period of like coming to terms with my own queerness and my identity as an Afghan woman as well and it's been interesting to kind of refuse the role of representation mm-hmm. so yeah. you know to not be hooked into a certain element of like this is these are the only things that I am and these are the only things that I do and then try to just expand your practice in other ways and challenge that idea like I can't always perform as an Afghan person right mm-hmm. right and I can't represent that country either right yeah yes yeah that's what I really loved about the archivist was the was the playing around with that idea with those identities and like how they intersect and where you embrace them and where you you won't and where you cho- where you choose that and also what our expectation is of you and i think that's such an interesting thing is yeah. like what what an audience's expectation or what a what a person with a certain amount of privileges expectation is of a marginalized community or a mm-hmm. marginalized person or what we expect from them in terms of what they will represent and what they will teach us and what how they will be and like yeah. all of those structures um, I love how you interrogate that in your work. Yeah, I think it's just, it's really difficult in general because sometimes it, it feels like I just wish I could just go with certain identity markers and to like, just like fully embrace that. But I also think like as an artist, you're always shifting, you're always experiencing new things mm-hmm. and to relegate yourself to a certain kind of limitation in the way that people see you or the work that you do like limits your ability to talk about other perspectives right like sure yeah you know moving away from identity politics is like what does it mean now to talk about like class and disparity in that realm these are not very funny subjects right now like they're they're important important. but they're important and they can be funny they are well this is the thing is like (laughs) in your in your shows they are funny like that's the amazing thing because you it's not like going to a show where like you're just talking about them. Yeah. You like, you know, are in the dark telling a story, and then yeah. you have an electric guitar, and you're yeah. A and punk. I force people and to you, come up. You force people to do things. <laughs> I love forcing people to do things in shows. I am like, I'm like notorious for mm-hmm. it. But I also come from that experience in Clown and Buffon of like, let's bring someone up, and like, you know, and you know how to take care of that person enough that they don't hate. That they've oh, come up not, because yeah. you don't want to be that person who's like exploiting no. people. But it's also like if you get the mm-hmm. right person up there and you get a, start to get a sense of like how to pick people who will be great, yeah. then they really can do some magical things up there. It's true. Yeah. There has to be like some show of willingness and consent. In oh, in consent general. is huge. Consent is huge. You should ask, do you really want to do this? And they'll be like, are you sure? Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah, do yeah. It. Okay, okay, okay. okay. They'll be a little okay. like, oh, all right, yeah. all right. And their friend's like, go, go, go. And they're like, oh, okay, I'll do it. It's not a, it's not an altogether easy thing, though. It's like, you know, it's uh, like an improv. A lot of times you yes, get people up and you yeah. get people and you try to get information out of people. And some people are very skilled at it. And some people yeah. have a real knack for it. And other people just cannot. Yeah. yeah. They just cannot get that audience participation in the way that. Yes. To trust. And the audience can feel it, too, right? Yeah. yeah. You can turn the whole audience off just going like. 
I'm scared for this poor person up there. I'm scared for them. You also don't want someone who's too eager. No, because then that hard. person is like, oh, I know how to do this. And then you're like, oh, no. Like, oh. <laughs> it's like, no. I have a little bit of online hype here. Um, from Marco Timpano, who yeah. we were just talking about. Shaista did a show called Beyond the Moors, which was brilliant. Oh, mm. thank you so much. You thank go. you. That was such an incredible show because there's like 21 like actors. Like, yep. They all came. Oh, my God. It was like a baby. I think I was like 23 or 24 and it was like organizing it and like putting it together but it's like everyone like showed up and like it was just like a parody of like Jane Austen and Bronte novels and doing Mm -hmm. it but it was like so good oh my god I feel I feel so bad I wish I was able to give everyone like tons of money to do something like that but it was just the I was so impressed like being in my early 20s like the amount of dedication and commitment that happened in that space from like all ages and experiences to just come in and just like mm-hmm. do the work and just have a ton of fucking fun. I it's love one of my that. favorite memories of life is doing that show. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks Yay. for that, Marco. Thank you. <laughs> and so for all of this theater work um, and all of the wonderful exploration you're doing, you were selected as a protege director by Nadia Ross when yeah. she won the Siminovich Prize. Yeah. And that was pretty fantastic. It was. Yeah. It was very unexpected and, and very happy for her because she's had, you know, like three decades of, like, working very hard and, like, you know, as an independent, like, theater creator, it's not an easy position to be in. And also as a woman and also, like, doing that type of work, you know, um, in the 90s, like, with the tax cuts, with the Mike Harris, like, government, with so many shifts and changes. I wonder what that's like. Oh, I know. We're all going to see it again. Sorry, it's hype night. <laughs> no, it's hype night. History does repeat itself. But Dale, the thing Dale's is... Dale's like, I will grab yeah. that whiskey. <laughs> Thank you so much. Just get up on that. There yeah. You. So it's been impressive to kind of see someone move through those um, decades. And it was an incredible experience. It was very surreal to be in that space. Like, because mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's at the National Arts Center. Like, there's so many mm-hmm. people. There's and it's like, so beautiful there. It's gorgeous, yeah. you know? And you have, like, meat being carved and all this catering and the intensity. And, like, everyone's sitting in a little <laughs> table with the expectation of like doing a speech but it you know to tell you the truth it was it was very uncomfortable for me in like in very deep deep ways like of being up there like sometimes you have this expectation of like oh I belong to a certain community I'm finally here I finally addressed it but then when you're up there you're just like wow this feels very alien to me Mm -hmm. as well that's interesting you know and it was like is is this the place that I want to be in interesting and I remember just having that very clear like question as it was happening because you know, when you look at the room and the sort of the money, the funds that goes into organizing something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Siminovich family, like Eleanor, like, you know, was a very a huge patron of the arts and also an artist herself. Um, but then you, you look at, you know, how many people are actually working class in the room and what does it mean to actually, like, in your address, speak about being a working class person, like growing up in social housing mm-hmm. and being here and also, like, you know, soak in and, and, and accept the sort of extravagance of recognition yeah. and celebration too, you yeah. know? And there's a deep discomfort in that. Yeah. Well, for sure, because there's a real dissonance often in artistic communities around the reality of being an artist and the machine of capitalism or the machine of money that makes those things happen and mm-hmm. patronage and all those things. And so it's very complicated mm-hmm. um, to figure out where you fit in. Yeah. in that space, right? Yeah, it is. But it was it was an incredible privilege and honor to be able to, to be in that space and and to have that opportunity to just like speak about what it means to be an artist. Yeah. Amazing. Well, congratulations. Thank you. I was so thrilled when I saw that. Thank you. I was like I just think it's great. I think it's great. Yes. Uh, and then when we were when we were at Peace Camp together, mm-hmm. you had just started working and I remember you telling me this. 
You're like, oh, I'm doing this voice gig. Yeah. I got this voice gig where I'm like, I'm voicing this character in a movie and it's being produced by Angelina Jolie. And I was like, oh, great. And like, the breadwinner. Like, it was like, <laughs> you were so nonchalant about it. Um, but yeah, it, it, you know, was the breadwinner. Yeah. And, and you voiced Soraya? Yes, yeah. And I loved it. We we watched it and it was so I'm lovely. So Thank you so to, much. To like hear your voice and to, and it was really beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. What was the process like? getting that I like, think was it just audition through or it was just audition I think we auditioned like three or four times mm-hmm. I think that's uh, what the process was and I think they were very specifically looking for like Afghan performers and creators to voice that so it, it for my from my understanding that it took a long time mm-hmm. to kind of find the people and there's like in like Canadian theater there's like Kawaada and myself as like the two right. Afghans <laughs> that are there like yeah. there's so many South Asians there's so many Indians and like right. Pakistani people yeah. and like Chinese Asian like there's so many and then there's like the two of us so it was just, um, it was so interesting to do an Afghan story, even though it was, like, you know, written by this activist and this author, Deborah Ellis, you mm-hmm. know, and her journey and experience of being there. But it was surreal to kind of have the experience of, like, reading that book, like, when you're younger, when it first came out. Like, it's been part of so many education curriculums, and to have the opportunity to yeah. voice yep. it and to continue that sort of legacy and that story. And it turned out so beautifully. It did. You it's, know, it really did. It's really special. Yeah. yeah. And Anita Duran, like, just you wrote the, the screenplay, and it was it was pretty outstanding. And I had my reservations myself in doing it, because it's like, what it, what does it mean to, like, participate in an Afghan story, having not, like, been raised, you know, in Afghanistan, but right. raised in Canada? Sure. And yeah. also taking on the accent of, like, an Afghan girl, like, what did it mean for me to do that? So there is, like, a constant questioning of that. But there's three, four auditions. We finally mm. got a chance to kind of see roughly the animations as well. And oh, make cool. sure that it matched. And right. It, it, I learned a lot. Like, um, you know, it just really made me think of, you know, I have so much respect for actors, you know, in general. I don't tend to think of myself as an actor. Yeah, like, you're an actor. You know, yeah. but you thank you. You can be many things. I can be many things. <laughs> but can. I do have, a, like, a, a very special appreciation and respect for actors who, like, go to an audition and show up and memorize and, like, it takes so much vulnerability to be able to say, this is who I am, This is these are my skill sets, mm-hmm. like, I'm here and willing to work, and I've done the selfish route of just making my own work and not having to do that. So doing that was really intense for me, and it made me question, like, oh, what does it actually mean to be a performer in this mm-hmm. medium? Yeah. 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 Well, At the same time, you were probably, like, you were just talking about being a part of the carved meat yeah. gala yeah. you know that the carved meat gala. The carved meat gala, the carved meat, gala. Carved yes. meat is such a it, you have a very good way of describing things yes as soon as you say carved meat you go i know exactly what you're talking about yeah, yeah. we've all <laughs> been to those you're talking yeah. money yeah. you're talking carved yeah. meat carved meat it's yeah. a carving station. Yeah. It's that carving station. Yeah, and everyone yeah. was wearing white gloves. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is so fancy. Sh- so surely with this, like with the breadwinner and whatnot, there must have been more carving stations in your life that came. <laughs> yeah. Please uh, give us a, the details I, yeah, on the carving station. You've been very involved in TIFF in all these years and also yeah. hosting and also like just really being part of it. Mm-hmm. So it's it was pretty wild for me to like see it from a distance for so many years and then actually encounter it and like go to the parties. Like, you know, most of the time I took my brother with me, which was like super, super fun. Yes. I love my brother. And, um, but like the, the red carpet because, you know, it was at the Elgin Theater. It was so beautiful yeah. mm-hmm. and you have like a ton of people lining up and they're not there for you. They're there for Angelina Jolie, right? right? And then she right. arrives, and and it 
it was a little bit wild for me that it just felt like a very surreal experience, like being in a, in a whole other type of yeah. universe where there just seemed to be so much at stake at all times. Yeah. 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 That's the crazy thing about film at that at that level or when you're in those environments is like the amount of money and the amount of investment and the amount of state, like the height of the stakes is really striking. Um, And it's so otherworldly because we don't encounter that. No. Really ever, almost ever. Right. So like I worked TIFF in a different capacity. Mm -hmm. Um, But I remember like my first year of going there, uh, uh, my first year of actually being like an employee and working for it. It was like, you're going to encounter people that this is, this could be the most important moment in their career. Yeah. So you need to, like, uh, deal with it accordingly. It doesn't mean that they get what they want. No. That doesn't mean that. But it does mean that the stakes are so high. Yeah. And uh, from every film, like, every film has people involved in it. It's stuff like that. It's just, like, it is so incredible. I can't even imagine, like... It was insane. I mean, going like, to know, the Elgin and being a part of that. It was huge. I mean, like yeah. the hordes of people that were there because they were there for her, and also her children were there, and right. like every child had like a bodyguard. Like it was sure. like it yeah. was pretty insane. And then when you go in the space and you're doing a talk bag, and after you go to you know the sort of after party and experiencing that, but you know even when we were waiting to like go to the party, you know we had to get picked up into our cars and being placed over. Like you know the hordes of people are standing backstage, yeah. just like waiting. Yeah. And At I the was just, right there, I was yeah, like, does stage, anybody sure. want my autograph? <laughs> I, like just as a joke. This just, is why I, I love you. So I kept going up to people, and be like, "Would you like my autograph?" You know, and people were just like laughing. But I was like, "No, no, no. Do you want my autograph? I'm, lit- I'm actually like I'm part of this. I'm part I'm of this. In the movie. I'll take it. But yeah. just listen to me. Yeah, and right they were there. all holding like just Angelina Jolie, like photographs and things but it was impressive like you're in an animated movie you're not even your face is not even being shown so it was like pretty funny to kind of be proud of it and and navigate that space but also be like your face is never seen it's just Mm -hmm. like your voice and it's like you have 300 plus like incredible people that have worked on this film for like so many years like all the animators all the artists the story makers like you do that and then you know for me like just being in the studio for three four days I get to have the most fun out of the experience so the entire time like as much as I was trying to enjoy it I also felt like really uncomfortable with like enjoying it fully either because I was like what about all those people who've like have taken a significant you know portion of their lives to dedicate to this and only a select few get to enjoy it it's true it's it is a a thing about around art and around the film industry and television it's like the front facing the forward facing people Mm -hmm. the people at that you know who are at the forefront of it get so much attention and so much so many opportunities and then there's like all the people who work tirelessly to yeah. make it happen. Yeah. It's much like this show. You know, Melissa and I get all the accolades yeah. and Matt Matt's, doesn't get any. Matt's just behind that behind that <laughs> camera <laughs> <you> all, <laughs> weeping, <laughs> gently weeping. <laughs> we get into his whiskey. Um, <laughs> all I the think, comments and hearts. I think for our um for our um for our lightning round, yeah. Dale. Yeah. Do you want to um do you want to do uh, a little bit of some some of the places, some of the festivals and awards and things that the breadwinner has received? We let's do it. Fun. Whoa, let's yeah. do it. Let's see All, what, right. All right. So, nominated for an Academy Award. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Chicago Film Critics Association Award. Nominated for a Golden Globe Best Motion Picture. Um, nominated for Florida Film Critics Circle Awards. Uh, winner of the Alliance of Women Film Journalists Award. Um, the Georgia Film Critics Association nominee. Annie Awards. The Gold Derby Awards. Austin Film Critics Association. Hawaii Film Critics Society. Yes, Hawaii, love Hawaii. Yeah. Behind the Voice Actor Awards. Houston Film Critics Society. Broadcast Film Critics Association. IndieWire Critics Poll. Canadian's Green Awards. International Cinephile Society Awards. London Film Festival. The Leeds <laughs> International Film Festival. North Carolina Film Critics Association. Seattle Film Critics Awards. North Texas Film Critics Association. TIFF Kids International Film Festival. Phoenix Critics Circle. The Toronto Film Critics Association Awards. San Francisco Film Critics Circle. The Village Voice Firm Film Poll. <laughs> My brain is like... Basically, there's pages and pages. Actually, it goes on for pages. Awards, like places it played and awards that it was nominated for and that it won and it was such, such a... I mean, it had such an impact. Yeah. That's so great. Yeah, right. I'm so happy. It just feels so honored to be part of it. Yeah. Yay. That's crazy. Yeah, did, we, you get, did you get to go to any other um, festivals, or was it just Toronto? Um, no, I uh, did Halifax. I did, um, God, I did a show in Ottawa recently for Undercurrents. Um, and next year, I'll be going on tour for about three months. Okay. Oh, yeah. And doing The Archivist um, and seeing how that turns out. Great, yeah, great, great. Yeah. Well, so Calgary and Vancouver. and Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. Those, those are, I've toured a show to those cities. They're good, I've never they're good been, places so to I'm, see. I'm pretty interested Are you in festivals there? there? Are you going? Yes, yes. Oh, great. So we're just in the middle of figuring that out. Yeah. Cool. There are great festivals in Calgary and Vancouver yeah. theater festivals, so that's fantastic. And good audiences, like really good. engaged, interested audiences. Excellent. In those cities, so that's very exciting. Amazing! Yay! Yay! Uh, right. we're, we're we're nearing time here. Yeah, it so goes let's. By so quickly. I know. Yeah, really I mean, like, so, so as always, I will say that we had a lot of other notes. Mm-hmm. I will say this: that one of the things someone described your you and your show um, on you were nominated for a my theater. Award, yes, for yes. lighting and, and, and design sound and design yeah. and, and outstanding new and work. Got, yeah. Yes, and so I like that. Um, this is what, what the little blurb was, and I really liked it. So, Shaista Latif's one-woman memory play about her upbringing in the GTA and her struggles to reconcile her identity with the clashing influences in her life maintained a conscious conversation with her audience, which is central both to the play's structure and Latif's beguilingly wry performance. Ooh. And I quite enjoyed that. Oh, beguilingly wry. Because oh. you're very beguiling. Wait, am I? Yes. Oh, and you're also, I? like, very... You have such a um, unique and specific uh, tone and point of view. That is really great. Thank you so much. Thank you both for having me here and for also doing this program and for just Mm. like going out there and sending the love and the generosity and the care and the kindness. It's so important. Thank Thank you you both. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to start off with my. I'm going to finish off here with uh, my new favorite thing. thing. Okay, let's do it, Dale. It's real simple, y'all. Do it. Ice. Um, I have really sensitive teeth. <laughs> yeah. I don't like ice. Yeah. But lately, I've been like, man, ice. And I've been enjoying it. Fill in my glass with ice. Never do it. I'm into it right now. Mm. I love ice, so I'm with you. Yeah. But I used to, like, chew ice when I was a kid. This, I have, all of I this is it. so sore. All the time for ice. I put mm-hmm. it under my pits at the camp. Just, you know, just, just like some ice, ice pits. In. And I'm like, come on, other artists, you gotta do too. It does help. It puts it down by like two, cools two, two down. degrees. Sure, yeah, cools it down. Yeah. Cools yeah. it down. Yeah. Um, well, my new favorite thing 
Uh, speaking of keeping you cool, so it's been a really hot summer here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, where we are currently filming this uh, program. Toronto. Toronto. <laughs> and uh, it's been like humid and stifling. And uh, I think if you've watched the show before, you might know that I don't <laughs> enjoy that weather. And so we decided, uh, Matt and I decided that we would get... Um, an inflatable kiddie pool for our backyard. Yes, I saw that picture! It's <laughs> so, amazing! So, we were at, like, Marshall's, and they had, like, this amazing picture. It was, like, the picture on the front of this package was amazing, because it's, like, an inflatable pool, but there's um, a little bench and a little ledge where you can, like, lean back, and it has cup holders, so it's, like, quite fancy. Okay. And the picture on the box is, like, a mother, like, a very young mother, like, sitting in the pool and her two little kids in front of her. So it's supposed to be like you sit on the bench while your kids are... Sure, <laughs> it's okay. amazing. But we were like, let's get this, why not? And it has been amazing because you sit in it and like your core body... It's like kind of a bit of a cold plunge, if mm-hmm. you will, but not so cold because it warms up over time. But it's like really brought my body temperature down on those really hot, stifling days. Mm. And it's made me feel so much better about the heat. And it's, like, super enjoyable to just hang out in the backyard and, like, you know, put your drink in the cup holder. Hashtag working class pool. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Working class pool. That is entirely it. And I love it. It is my new favorite thing. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite thing. My God, I have so many favorite things. It's so difficult. Um, um, I think my favorite thing is I, I have this ring. My my partner gave me this ring recently, oh. and it's very sweet. And I I like really don't like receiving like gifts, especially like jewelry or anything like that. Because okay. I can I can I don't think anyone can actually like really pick out things for me. Okay. They right. passed it on, and it was very sweet. And I actually really have been really enjoying looking at it. Yeah, you have that's the kind of hands though thing. that can rock a big piece of jewelry. Can yeah. I? Yeah, yeah. yeah look at that. Look at that. That's go. beautiful too. This is my grandfather's ring. Beautiful. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Beautiful. Yes. That's lovely. Yeah, I know I like those. Oh, listen, we're done. Listen, we're done. It's yeah. been an amazing time. Thank you, Thank you, Shaista, for being on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you, Dale. Thank yeah. you. Uh, I Thank hope you. the rest of Peace Camp is a great success. Yes, and it will be. I'm looking forward to the last day, the yeah. night, when everyone just makes a fire pit. And the fire drinks. pit is good and drinks and dances and has yes. a good time. Yes. Wonderful. That's great. Uh, thank you to all of you for joining us. Uh, we love having you watch and comment. And um, please stay tuned to our Facebook page for information about what's coming up next. That's true. And like every week, we always say, go onto the page and please le- leave us a review. Leave us a review because the reviews really do mean something and they really do help out the show and they help other people find out about the show as well. So please do. And uh, we'll see you soon. And enjoy that hype. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Bye. Bye. And thank you, Open Source Music. This is so nice. I think I'm a little bit buzzed. Yay! Me too. I doubled you up there. (laughs) That you know that happens. Hey, thanks for listening to the Hype Night Podcast. And as always, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, Woodman Wine and Spirits. And if you want to catch more of Hype Night, you can watch us on highball.tv. Every episode is in one place. See you there.